Stay quiet. What? It means stay quiet. It's a, a hobo code. Really? Yeah. Hobos and rail riders used it a lot in the 1930s. Here. Take a look. They used it to let people know who was cool, who wasn't, what houses offer food, if there was a doctor in town that might be sympathetic to travelers, that sort of thing. Okay, so why is it in Sarah's room? And who are they telling to be quiet? I don't know. Maybe you. There's been this rash of uh, lost and found signs for dogs, humans, musical instruments. Over the past two years, something really big is going on. I know it. And you think any of this could be connected to Sarah? Of course. I mean, it could be a lot of things. Um, sex and drug trafficking, the, the cult of the whale, the dog killer, I, I don't know. Lately, I just assumed that the owl's kiss has something to do with it. back and uh it's been a while this is my 192nd movie review it is oh geez as and i gotta hit pause right off the bat there's a furniture being delivered in my house right now and we're back uh i do apologize for that uh bob's discount furniture and if you're from the, the uh, northeast the tri-state area i'm sure you're familiar with bob uh big old bob's discount furniture he's uh he's the creepy little cartoon guy i guess he's a real guy now but i i don't know if, i don't know if he's still alive the real bob anyway they just they, they delivered it it was actually uh i think we're gonna return one of the pieces they just dropped off because nothing's easy to do and i think we made a error on uh this this one dresser piece um but the one looks really nice and the guys were nice i only, I only had six dollars in cash and I, um, I felt bad. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm more. But what do you tip? What do you tip a delivery guy? That's just, that's a weird one. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Uh, so we, <laughs> this is a movie review uh, again. 192nd movie review, and the 228th film that I've reviewed on movies.myamera.ca. That's the hub. Where I where I keep the database and I rank them and scores the ranking is like I've talked about it before a little bit is a, is is a little odd I um I feel like it's a mess kind of right now but I'm also not uh hundred percent sure how to fix it this also goes out on the anchor.fm slash myspace myspace the podcast feed. Uh, it's in, it's it's kind of a dual release. When I do a movie review, it's kind of I always put it out on my main podcast feed now, and I I put it out on the uh, Bandcamp and also that movies that my America page, uh, the database, uh, and it goes there first for the movie review heads because I gotta cater to them. This is my bread and butter. I've almost done 200 movie reviews, and I, and I think that qualifies me as some sort of an expert. Although in the next, uh, we're gonna talk about Rotten Tomatoes a little bit today. I also have a lot of personal stuff going on, but I'm not. I'm gonna save that for a pod, standalone pod. I'm not gonna get too deep into some stuff to share. Just on, uh, I just moved recently. This is my first movie review in my new home office, which is lovely. And I was just googling translucent glass stickers, 
and uh, thinking about thinking about getting some translucent glass stickers for my office instead of a shade. I get that like that stuff that looks like tiles. Have 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 you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, so that's that's something I'm considering deeply. Okay, uh, uh, that that's all. Uh, we'll uh, again we'll talk more about translucent uh, glass stickers, privacy stickers in the next episode. But this is the 650th. Six. Uh, that, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is 649 of the. Oh God, it's such a fucking convoluted mess. Um. Under the. Under the Silver Lake. So, this is the second film by Robert. Was this guy David Robert Mitchell? Uh, well, I guess it's his third film, The Myth of the American Sleepover. I never heard of that one. I'm just googling this for the first time now. The Myth of the American. Is this a cartoon? No, it just has a cartoon uh, movie poster. I think it's live action. This was ninety. So this was his third feature. This was a 2010 He came out with it. I never even heard of this film. I wonder if this is on uh, streaming anywhere. Um, oh, what's what did this get? This got eighty one percent Rotten Tomatoes. So this is a. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Rotten Tomatoes. We're gonna talk a little bit about movies. We're gonna talk a little bit about life. And this is uh, this is what we do here on the show. What I want to talk about in terms of Rotten Tomatoes, and just briefly, I'll get this out of the way because it's sort of like it, it's it's becoming more and more clear to me now that that is a uh, a hub to be ignored at all costs because this film uh, did poorly on the on the Rotten Tomatoes, and actually, it, it's it's hard to talk about this film uh, without. Uh, talking a little bit about um, the release history of it because it was a it was Cannes Film Festival 2018, and it uh, so it's been in the it's been in the works looking for a release date all the way back since uh, May uh, April May of 2018. So it's been in the can for a while, and then it got dumped by uh, A24 is a studio that produced this, and they've had a lot. You know, they've they've put out some just amazing movies. I mean, they I've been t- I've talked about them. They're probably the best indie uh, studio going in terms of just. Uh, I, I almost seem to like everything that they 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 they're responsible for. Okay, neither here nor there, but this film got uh, kind of trashed by critics and. You know, to 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 a tune of fifty five percent. So not not a not an abysmal, not an abysmal uh, score by any means. But I wonder if is this I'm recording here in the new studio and for the first time in the on my actual mic in front of my computer. And I wonder if the uh, if the noises of the rain and the traffic. I thought I was quiet and nice and serene here, but now I'm starting to think that maybe this sounds like crap. Either either way, uh, but I, I let's just get right to it. I love this film. Critics did not. Studio didn't know how to market it. I guess so. It got, it gets dumped on video on demand, unceremoniously with no marketing basically behind it. Kind of lost a movie lost to the seas of time, if you will. And it deserves so much better than that because it's 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 a lovely film. It's just a it's it was. I'm so glad I watched it because I, you know after watching the John Wick movies, which look they're fine. 
uh, I haven't been watching a ton of movies lately because I've been so busy with this move and with work and all this other stuff that I haven't had a chance to even watch a lot of movies. And but and so you know, watching this movie was a delight, and it was so different and unique. And it, it operates in the I guess noir uh, framework. Certainly, it has those hints of the Hollywood noir, and it's a really a movie about uh, Hollywood. And it's, you know, it's a very L.A. Hollywood centric film. One one comparison I I thought right off the bat when I was watching it, even though tonally it's nothing, they're nothing like each other, is um, the Big Lebowski. Just in terms of, it's a kind of a love letter to Los Angeles. It's about Los Angeles weirdos. I mean, this guy's is uh, you know you 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 substitute the girl for the rug in this case, and it's a mystery about a guy trying to find something in, uh, through the city, and it's just uh, one surreal turn after the other. This certainly more surreal than the Big Lebowski, and. You know, the comparisons end pretty quickly, but it did, did come to mind uh, when I was watching it that Big Lebowski is sort of a kind of had a, just a little bit of a lineage in terms of uh, uh, their their take on the city of Los Angeles. Now, this movie is more about movies and Los Angeles itself, which is sort of the movie industry usually loves movies like this that kind of glorify old Hollywood and things like that. And I, it's. You know, it just, and I'm going to read the critical consensus now. I, I think this is again this is back to Rotten Tomatoes. This critic critic consensus is a, is a, the two sentence, one or two sentence kind of line that sums tries to sum up the score. It, there's a contradiction, really, even right in the this sentence. So it says, "Under the Silver Lake hits its stride slightly more than it stumbles. Hits its stride slightly more than it stumbles, but it's hard not to admire." Dash or be drawn in by Dash writer director David Robert Mitchell's ambition. Now that seems like a positive take, like a more positive than negative. But yet on the thing, it's got the little splat meter, and the audience score is uh, a slightly higher, fifty-seven percent to the critics, fifty-five percent. And I want to look at the top critics, twenty-four top critics. Uh, now of the top critics, we've got more positive than. Negative. Uh, of course, Peter Travers gave it a two out of five in Rolling Stone. He's that guy's is, is a total uh, total hack at this point. Not a lot of huge names reviewed this. It, like again, it got it got kind of just like shuffled off into the kind of movie hell, really. And, and it's it's a shame because I I loved it. I loved everything about it. This guy David Robert Mitchell. Uh, he is responsible for it follows which was a horror film and uh very again very stylistic very deliberate uh and it was that was a success that was done on a small budget and that was a moderate success for 824 and so they kind of gave this guy car blanche that was you know that that was a critical i think a big critical response to uh was it 96 percent? oh my goodness on rotten tomatoes so he uh the fall off is is quite quite astounding. Um, to be honest with you, uh, and and the, the same uh, uh, disaster. So I don't know anything about this guy. Disaster piece, Richard Vreeland. I've heard of. I think I've heard about him. Uh, he he's a uh, yeah. He did. Um, what did I listen to him by him? He put something out under his own name that I listened to once. Maybe some he did some chip music stuff. I don't really remember. But anyway, he does this, did the score for this and for the. Uh, it follows film and they could not be more different, but could not be more amazing. I think he's really, uh, 
really super talented. I mean, the, the score for this movie seems like it's like a sweeping um, cinematic kind of golden age of Hollywood score, and it's and it works perfectly with the with the tone they're going for in the film. And the film just looks great. It's just it, it, it's slow at times, but I mean, I to me that's never I'm never complaining about the slowness. Uh, if if I'm if I'm drawn into the characters and the and the, the, everything seems deliberate and not just frivolous. And I don't think there's much uh, frivolity, frivolity at all in this film. I think everything is deliberate. I think all the uh, the, uh, the the moments of slowness they kind of exist to kind of pace out what are some pretty uh, crazy scenes and crazy crazy sequences. And I could honestly say I had no idea where this was going from one turn to the next. Uh, an ambitious almost two hours and. Uh, 220 it was the runtime so it's going to you know it's not it's not a uh, quick quick and easy movie it's certainly a movie that just uh you know it, it's I, I to get into the plot almost would be kind of beside the point to talk about why i love this movie so much because the plot is just so meandering <laughs> and there's all these things that 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 have stuck with me though which i which i love because i'll start start thinking about one kind of aspect of the plot and being like Oh, that seemed, and I think a lot of them are a lot of the little elements, little kind of coincidences that pop up, and these codes that he finds everywhere. I, I don't. I, I think a lot of them add up to nothing, but I think some of them do add up to something. And it's kind of figuring out what what are what are the meaningful things, and um, what are just the uh, kind of the noise. And, and and the last sequence. This is not really a spoiler, but there's a parrot at the end. And he's constantly, even though he's sort of come to some, you think he's come to some sort of realization that he needs to just accept things for the, for how they are. But then he hears this lady's parrot and he's like, is, she, is that parrot saying something? And then the person who's owned the parrot her, uh, her whole life was basically like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's, it's just gibberish. <laughs> so that was, I, you know, that's just like, it was a great kind of summizing of, uh, this whole uh, conspiracy theory, theory culture, which is, you know, to, to, to boil it down to a movie about that isn't, isn't really enough because it's really, it's touching on so many uh, themes. And uh, like it, it, it'd be, you, I watched a trailer for this the other day and I, the clip I played also doesn't really do it justice in terms of what you might think the movie's about. And you know, it wants to, to be this puzzle type movie, but it's really there are there's so many other deeper thematic things at play here in terms of like the Hollywood structure, how Hollywood kind of like treats its its actresses, uh, how, and just just that whole world. How like it's just how dark and just the entertainment, not even just Hollywood, just the the structure of entertainment, how dark and kind of kind of fucked up everything is if you really think about it like it's just this you know we're just finding bits of kind of information to kind of occupy our time and it's like what is this why are, what is the even the and i've i've thought about this a lot and just not uh, apart from this movie just this whole idea of like entertainment like finding entertainment finding value in entertainment what is that all about it's it's like it's kind of it's kind of crazy if you think about it like how much of our time is just spent being like, oh, have you seen this? Have you done that? Have you heard this? Have you, and, and without thinking about you know the processes in place that got that to our periphery, and that really is, I think, the coolest thing that this movie is trying to examine. Again, it's it, it's 
it's all helmed together by a really, you know, I would say a a great new filmmaker or newish filmmaker who's um I hope this this not being uh is welcomed by being kind of a flop, I guess. You know, it's if one point nine it didn't make any money. It was this was a, a commercial failure. I hope it doesn't impact this guy's ability to make the kind of movies he really should be should want to and should make. I mean, because I, I, I think this this is such a bright uh, continuation of uh, it follows, even though they're they're nothing alike thematically, just in terms of his work, in terms of growing as a filmmaker and as a writer. Uh, just just so so good. And the opening scene we heard we saw we heard you, you didn't see anything, uh, but that was the of course the great character actor. I just had his name, but I lost it. I've lost it. Patrick Fischler is that guy's name. He's he's in a uh, David Lynch projects. He was in Mulholland Drive. He was in uh, the Twin Peaks reboot. He always plays like a real creepy guy. Uh, he was talking to Andrew Garfield, and Andrew Garfield, who again somebody as having not. The only thing I can remember ever seeing Andrew Garfield in was the Social Network movie. Where he plays the guy who um, Mark Zuckerberg goes, if you had have invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. But Aaron's that genius Aaron Sorkin line. Um, he didn't say that line, but uh, what's the guy's name? I can't. Who's the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg? Blanking Jesse. I what is his last name? Oh my God. Jesse something. You know who I'm talking about. I, I was going to say wine, uh, but then I, that's sort of like racist. I don't know. I, if I just threw out a name, that I, it would just seem like I'm just giving a generic. No, I'm not going to. That's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, but Andrew Garfield, again, I don't know. I don't know a lot about his work. I know he was a Spider Man in the three Spider movies I didn't see, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see any of those. And he's terrific in this. Just a, a a great like you know he's such the lead. It's such a, a one uh, you know fo- a focal point uh, narrative of, of this guy's story and everything's happening through his the lens of him that he needs to be kind of commanding in the role for this to work. And I think I think it does work totally. But look, Aladdin has three uh, percent better box office uh, or Rotten Tomato score. It does a fifty eight percent to this fifty five. Although in the next movie review, I'll, I'll, set, I'll set it up right here because I'll just about to end this this one and put it out into the world. The next movie review will be a dual shot. I'm going to do two for one. And this movie has 85, so 30% better. And it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'll just put it that I'll just put one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. And it's going to get one of my lowest grades ever. Another 2019 film. Uh, so the the good and the bad of 2019, uh, and I've decided also just from a total who cares uh, standpoint, I'm going to be uh, uh, counting the release date for all these films. I might have to go back and look to make sure I've got it all correct. But I'm going to uh, only be counting the um, American, the U.S. theatrical or, or, or the U.S. release date. So I'm going to go by the books there to keep things a little bit more. Um, uh just consistent just consistent um i don't have anything else to say here what what do you mean to say 
go see this movie. This is a great, this is a great, great, great film. Oh yeah, the score nine point two one one. So I'm putting it right at the very top of my best of 2019 of the films I've seen that have come out so far in this calendar year. Uh, this is the top number one scoring film. I'm sure it'll end up in my top five at the very least, probably top three by the end of the year. I can't see it being replaced uh, by too much. We'll see how many great movies uh, I get around to seeing this year. I still ca- I'm still catching up with 2018. Uh, my list of movies from 2018 to uh, kind of finalize uh, that that list, which is, exists somewhere online. Okay. All right. I think, I think we're done here. I think I'm just going to stop it. I'm going to cut it, put it out into the world. And this is the 192nd episode of the movie review show. Jeff's movie reviews with me, Jeff, part of the MySpace, the podcast family of entertainment. And, uh, it's been just a pleasure to be back and here in my new home office. And I'm going to record it for, for fans of uh, the other, the non-movie review stuff. Go check out the anchor.fm slash MySpace, MySpace, the podcast, uh, for episode 650, we'll do a kind of a uh, summation of Memorial Day weekend and the move and how that's going. My thoughts about being alive here in late May 2019.